<laughs> yeah, that was the one that was uh, playing at the wrong speed. That uh, apologies, Appendix Out, who made that song. Um, uh, your song called Daylight Saving. Little uh, mistake there. Um, and that was found at temporaryresidence.com. Uh, my ever slurry speech is probably not going to help you try and find these songs so may i suggest you head along to marvinsuicide.org where you can find the full track listing with links for all this music uh, please go and visit them and say hi hello oh, i like your stuff thanks for making it free ah you legend um and then after daylight saving there was i don't give a fuck about that toaster and i want a donut and that was by Gary, found from chubcreek.com. Chuck, chuck, check it out. Check it out, Chub Creek. Chub Creek 153. Way back when, when we didn't have to think. Come on in, don't be a dick. The boys on the farm didn't mean any harm. On the banks of Chub Creek. Chub Hello and welcome to Chub Creek. My name is Dave and uh, thank you for being here once again on the banks of the virtual creek. It is pretty virtual actually because uh, as you'll hear later, I couldn't find it. <laughs> I went looking for it. I couldn't find it. I mean, I could find it geographically, but it's missing. Chub Creek is actually, it's missing. But Gary reassured me today that it's not completely gone forever. It's, it's just dry right now. So that's good. I, I was actually a little upset about that. Um, hey, thanks, Marvin Suicide, for playing Gary's uh, song. Sorry about this. This is a non. This is a non f bomb podcast, but I had to make an exception uh, for that uh, for the lovely title of that song by Gary. Uh, no fault to Marvin for for repeating the f bomb in the name. It just has to happen in that case. And I hope I didn't blemish your your sensitivities. Today is a uh, kind of cleanup day. I had a great, uh, I had a kind of a, a good and bad day yesterday, actually. I, I, I really enjoyed the drive, um, but I kind of felt, um, I, I wish I'd chosen another destination is what I'm saying, because I actually ended up driving, if you can't, I can't even believe this, for about a, ba- a boot, about, a ba- I wish I could say it like an American about about nine hours <laughs> like I left at what I'd leave at 12 o'clock or so and I got back even later 9 30 I got home so I drove all the way to uh I can I later I'll tell you where it is and I couldn't find it and uh I guess I'm spoiling any <laughs> semblance of anything interesting that may happen by telling you like it's boring already it's like a, such a nothing podcast it's a big long boring nothing and I'm revealing the ending even before I get to it I don't know should I add that out at, did I say at, at edit should I at I need to enunciate I was just thinking about uh, I'm rambling because I think it's short so I'm giving you a little bonus pre-filler uh, before we get into it, I was just thinking about uh, two things. One is my amazing kitchen countertop, which um, I was working on today. 
Uh, and the other thing is this amazing microphone. I was just wanted to point out that I remember in the earlier days of podcasting, and I know other podcasters did this, one of the big concerns for doing it is getting the house completely quiet so that your mic doesn't hear all the noise. And I did that just now. I went around and I shut off. I had all, everything was running. I had the washer. You can still hear the dishwasher. I could hear I had the dishwasher and the washing machine and I could hear the fridge and I had the air conditioning was on. There's a little fan blowing beside me. So it was just chaos. Um, but, uh, I did back when I started, I had, uh, a different mic. It was, um, one of those performance mics, and I think it was called an SM57 or something, a Shure 57, which I still have. It's a great performance mic, but I don't perform. Uh, but it picks up, uh, it does have kind of a conical sensitivity to it. It's mostly what's in front of it, but it does pick up a lot to the side. But this this um, this is also a Shure mic, the SM7B, right? And uh, it's amazing. It it's kind of looks like the head of those Star Wars robots, you know, in the in the in those horrible, in the horrible new series of Star Wars where they have those dumb robots with the with those kind of funny shaped heads. That's what this microphone looks like. And actually, that's what I thought when I first saw it. Uh, but it's amazing because it doesn't pick up a lot of sound to the left and the right. And uh, I know that Sage Turtle, for example, and, and her uh, podcast that she used to do called Quirky Nomads, um, she used to barricade herself and I think and this is what I remember her telling me in her closet with uh, like blankets around her just to isolate properly so that it's nice and quiet uh, and another thing people do is they'll put a bed of, I should probably do this I'm just too lazy uh, they put a bed of sound underneath like Marvin does that, he puts a nice bed of sound like birds or the seaside or something underneath, but uh, I don't do that and anyway, so that was just something I was thinking about. And the other thing I was thinking about was this, uh, the countertop. What an adventure it's been putting this thing in. Um, it's hard to describe it, but if you can picture, I think I've described this before, but um, in some condos uh, that have a separate walled off kitchen, there's a hole cut in the kitchen wall so you can see through to the living room, right? So that's the way this place is set up. But there's no... Uh, it just kind of has no purpose, so it just seemed really cool the idea of putting a bar in there, so you can you could sit there and eat at it, and you could serve across it, and kind of like a little restaurant. And so um, I know we've gone into this at great length already, but or maybe I haven't. Uh, but we bought this uh, wooden piece of uh, really raw, rough wood uh, cross cut from uh, a piece of silver or from a silver maple, and. Uh, Together, Dad and I have shaped this into a really beautiful shape. And we, a couple of weeks ago, finally glued it in place with construction glue, like serious construction adhesive. And it is sitting there as solid as a rock. And I've spent the last week or week and a half polishing it um, with this stuff called tongue oil, T-U-N-G. And my grandfather used to use this. He was a, he was a very avid woodworker. He made beautiful grandfather clocks. And, uh, and among many other things. And I remember him working with that. And so tongue oil is very labor intensive because it, it is an oil, but it has a little bit of, um, I believe they, they add to it so that it has uh, like a, like a verithane mixed in with it. So it's taken a long time to get a drift on how to actually do it properly. But what you do is you, um, get the wood really smooth and then you, you just with a lint free rag, you rag, um, 
you put the oil on the rag and you just rub it into the wood. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then you wait maybe five minutes and with a clean lint-free rag, you, you buff it off. And the first time you do this, it's just kind of a very matte finish. And you have to wait 24 hours and then rub it kind of a little bit rough again with steel wool, zero, triples, quadruple zero steel wool. And then you put another coat on. And I've been doing this <laughs> and changing my mind and sanding it roughly off again and starting over and not being happy. And, and so now I'm at about maybe the 10th coat of this stuff and it's starting to get really interesting. The, the, the rippling, uh, complex grain that this wood has is a really strange piece of wood. It's full of wonderful textures and, and kind of semi-iridescent, kind of like bird's eye maple is, you know? And um, you can see as you're buffing this and you look at the shelf at an angle, you can see the grain is shiny in a different way than the rest. It's really, really beautiful. You can just get lost staring at this thing. Anyway, so very labor intensive because every coat you have to uh, wipe it off again um, and wait 24 hours. Not really wipe it off, but um, buff it a little bit with steel wool and uh, and wait 24 hours in between coats. So I think I, I think I'm happy with it. It's not glossy. It's sort of almost glossy. And I'm thinking I'll maybe leave it there because the more you put on, the glossier it gets. It's a very thin coat that it gets. Anyway, so that's my story uh, about about the desk. That reminds me of, what's her name? Gwen Stefani. She was on MTV and uh, it was was very earlier in in their career and and, uh, MTV is the Canadian version of, no, what did I say? MTV, no. Much Music, which is the Canadian version of MTV. And she was saying, hi, we're no doubt, not no doubt. (laughs) Which I thought was hilarious. Uh, and I, and I, it bothers me. It bothers me hearing Canadians talk like Canadians, which it shouldn't. It's ridiculous. Why should I feel that way? It's probably because mom. Mom is your fault. <laughs> you remember when we used to make, she used to make fun of, uh, and I thought it was hysterical because her coworkers would say, instead of milk, they would say milk. <laughs> go, go get the milk, milk, <laughs> with like with an e. So I kind of grew up making fun of yokel talk. What's that about? Anyway, let's go. I don't know where we're going. We'll tell you later somehow. I will tell you. Not we. Me and the car. We're kind of a we. We're a little bit like a couple now. Can you hear the bass? Holy bajolies. I don't even like this song. (laughs) I have it completely cranked. Does this thing tell me, like, I'm trying something new this time. Oh, I'm talking before I'm ready to even engage my brain. So first of all, welcome to Chub Creek episode, what is it? 100 something 52. Shut up, Eminem. Um, And I'm really, really happy. Uh, I, I have... I have... I'm driving my beautiful new Accord EXL, whatever, and uh, it is a delight, it is a dream to drive, makes you feel totally cushy and happy, and in a little envelope of comfort, (laughs) and it just feels powerful and 
well put together. What a beautiful machine. This car is the most beautiful car I've ever seen. I love it. Of course, I'm exaggerating, but not really. Feels like that right now. Um, and it's got all kinds of cool whistles and bells. Um, I'm looking at my recorder because I finally realized that the stupid thing has a, uh, a counter. Like it's a, it counts down in, in uh, seconds how much time you've got left. And uh, I realized, oh, okay, I could actually know how much I've recorded, which would be very useful, wouldn't it? Instead of guessing. It's just very hard to read. I'm staring at it. It's hard to read. Maybe my sunglasses might help if I take those off. Oh, there we go. So, I mean, I have... What I did is I filled it up with just uh, random files so that I knew... Oh, I can't speak. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that I'm, I've filled it up so that it only has an hour of recording time because all the memory cards these days are so huge. It has four gigabytes and I could record for days with that. So I've, I have it so that I can look how much time I've got from one hour down. And it actually was a minute or sorry, an hour and uh, an hour and two minutes. So we're right now at 59 minutes left until it's been one hour and I'm going to try to I decided not to cut it off at 45 minutes just in case I felt like going on a bit longer, but that the hard cutoff would be an hour and two minutes, uh, plus whatever music I had. I think that's a good, that's a good system. Anyway, the car is wonderful and quiet, and it's got things like a rear view camera, which you can set up uh, with a push of a button, you can have it see wide angle or just normal view behind you, or even a top-down view. So I can see that, you know, there's a brick wall that's behind me when I'm backing out of my parking space. So I can see that wall and how exactly, like, I, I can back up within an inch of the wall. It's amazing. I've never, I didn't know any of this stuff existed, really. It has a right turn camera, too, when you're changing lanes. It has lane detection, so if I'm wandering out of the lane, it'll beep at me. I can't do it right now because I'm in heavy traffic, unfortunately. Um, but I'll maybe do it later. And it's really quiet, so it's probably a lot nicer to listen to in the car. Whoa. It has a subwoofer, um, which I didn't really realize until because I was listening to rock music. And I didn't know this, but a subwoofer doesn't really kick in with rock music. The bass isn't deep enough. But you play uh, a track by Eminem, but let me put something else on. Listen to the bass. Uh, it's Bluetooth talking to my phone. I don't even have to plug it in. So on my steering wheel, I've got a little button that just controls the stereo. So, not uh, enough bass in that one. That's a funny song though. I think it's called. A shizzle dizzle. <laughs> it's the big nap tizzle with the Snoopy Deal double jizzle. <laughs> Can you believe I have that song? I don't even know what it is. Snoopy Dog Dizzle. What's his name? Snoopy Snoopy Boop Dog? <laughs> Who was it that called him Snoopy Snoopy Poop Dog? <laughs> Got a cough. <coughs> yeah. Anyway, so I've got my double-double. 
I've got my pack of uh, supplies and my cameras and all my toys. And, um, you know, I was talking, this is, I don't want to ramble too much, but this just popped into my head. I was talking to uh, one of my old girlfriends that I've talked about before, actually. Um, she invited me to a party, a pool party at her house, and it was very thoughtful of her uh, to do that, but she doesn't really know me at all anymore, and that's just not my scene, a pool party, oh my god, no, you know, kill me now, but uh, it was nice of her to mention that, or to invite me to that, and she was saying she has single friends, and you know, obviously she's trying to hook me up with somebody, but I'm just not interested in it, and, and she just didn't believe me, like I said, you know, I'm happy. I'm, I'm, I'm. I've tried the route to happiness by way of women for the last maybe 20 years. Well, I said what from age 18 to age about 38. I've been trying to do various ways to be happy by being in a relationship and using that as a tool for happiness, and it's just been a failure. And I'm right now. I am in a. a I'm on a mission to find happiness without that. And yes, I miss it. And yes, I love the company and I love all the, you know, the, <laughs> the various bells and whistles that come with being in a relationship and being with a woman. And yes, I miss all that. Sure, of course. But it's not the end of the world really for me, for me right now. And I, and I know eventually that will be more important. But I've decided that good things happen when they happen and they come to those who are patient and who I, I'm just not in the right place for it you know anyway I was a little bit irritated with her because um, because she didn't believe me she says oh yeah isolating yourself is really happiness and she just doesn't know me you know and she doesn't understand anything about me and uh, I found it very uh, so I, I imagine that's probably a common perception for people who look at me in my life and think, oh, lonely loser, you know? And yeah, there's loneliness, but it takes, I'll tell you, it takes balls to find your own way and find your own path to happiness without constantly leaning on the idea of being in a relationship as the end game. Um, I dare you, find happiness without a person that has that you need to lean on to be happy it's a challenge and you know being comfortable in your own skin and being comfortable in your own company and finding comfort in that and finding happiness or contentment or or you know happiness isn't the only emotion you know <laughs> happiness is probably the wrong emotion to even strive for you should probably be thinking about i'm not saying you i'm saying one should probably being, you should be okay with not with not being sad or being, you know, flatline is okay too, right? Feeling healthy is okay. Um, feeling optimistic is okay. Feeling um, having something to look forward to is important. As I said last week, I find it fascinating. I'm having a really, really interesting, uh, optimistic time just learning about life I'm kind of all over again really I gotta cough again <coughs> I don't know why I'm coughing 
And so that really, maybe I'm being defensive, but I was really irritated with this judgment that I was receiving. And, uh, yeah, don't want to go to a pool party. In fact, I want to get as far away from people, you know, I work um, 40 or 50 hours a week in a building full of thousands of people. I see people all day, interact with them all day, all week. And I'm over it, really. I'm just... I'm not... I don't feel the need to pack it with more people in my in my own time. And that maybe will change. I used to have a gang of people. You know, one thing that she mentioned was, oh, you've changed since you were young, right? <coughs> sure. But I that was... She's remembering me when I had a, a big gang of people, a bunch of friends going to the pub every night, going dancing every night, drinking and all the social things. I used to be in a band. All the stuff that I used to do was very, very social. But I was still, I'm, I am an introvert and I was then. I, I am very happy being intro, introspective, introverted, um, thinking about stuff, reading, um, making stuff, creating things, pondering life. I, I don't know. I like it. I feel comfort in my own little brain. <clears throat> so, yeah, I've changed. But only really the circumstances have changed. I haven't changed. I, if I've anything, I've improved. I've just become mentally, I've become stronger and more mature and smarter and more aware of myself. I don't know if I'm more aware of myself or not. You're, you're, you physically, you change as you age. And it's, for me, it's a little bit of a battle figuring out who the hell am I now? You know, you, every, every few years you start looking completely different than you do. At least I do. I feel like I'm changing so quickly that I just can't keep caught up with who the hell I am. So I'm still battling that. Who are you? Who is that gray-haired, per- bald, gray-haired person? Who the hell is that? And we all struggle with that, I think. Anyway, so I've already sucked up... I can't see. I've already sucked up about ten minutes, so... Um, just to let you know, I'm on my way to... Uh, let's see, what's it called? Uh, I can't tell. I will tell you. It's called O'Donnell Point Provincial Nature Reserve, and it's way up uh, on the end of, or on the way out of Ontario on Highway 400, so it's about a three-hour drive, and I made the mistake of starting the journey with Highway 400, or 401, and it's just chock-a-block traffic, so um, I'll update you in a minute when I get out of here. Well, I've been driving for quite a while. I'm really enjoying this trip. Uh, 
sometimes yes, sometimes no. There's boring stretches and some wonderful stretches. And even I even enjoyed stopping to get gas. Uh, hard to explain that. Just walking back to a nice car is a great feeling. Uh, I took a little detour um, on the way here because I'm passing through uh, Aurelia. I decided, well, that's so close to uh, to Chubb Creek. I thought I would take a detour there and maybe take a picture of the new car, maybe in the vicinity of the old farmhouse, or maybe not. I don't know. It is such a beautiful, beautiful area, uh, Oro Township. Uh, which I'm approaching pretty soon. It's about six kilometers away. Uh, I'm taking the old Barry Road, which I don't really know very well. I just have always known about it. Uh, and I'm kind of not even sure I understand my bearings here. But my little map's taking me there. The car has a built-in navigation system that I don't really understand how to use. And actually, um, what I did learn just from messing with it... Uh, things like there's, there's voice commands but you have to enter your postal code one letter at a time and it didn't really so I just gave up and got Siri to take me so um, yeah so I'll I don't know if I'll record from there or what maybe I will find out in a sec
hear that beep? That's what it sounds like when I'm going over the lines. <laughs> it's such a beautiful winding road. Uh, it's, a, it's just a joy to drive this thing along this road. I hope I'm not annoying with the car. I know it sucks listening. There's this kind of well-known thing on Facebook. Oops, sorry, I'm doing it again. You know, don't post on Facebook about all your stupid, joyful holiday time and your new car and your all the great things, your relationship, kissing each other, all that shit. People hate it. People hate it. So, I hope this isn't annoying you. I'm sure it is annoying you. But, I have to share what I'm experiencing, right? And for me, this is a little bit of, a little bit of happiness, so I hope you can feel good about it for me. Um, and it's very shallow. It's very first world, isn't it? I think I understand my bearings now. I'm, I am. I just passed the seventh line. So I used to live uh, on the fourth line of Oro. Uh, in a little farmhouse. Uh, one of those. I don't know if they're familiar to everybody. They're red brick. Ontario is full of whatever the mineral is that you get brick from. It's red, very red. So all the farmhouses here are red brick, and, uh, and they always have patterns of yellow and red brick together. It's very attractive. I've always wanted to own one. Uh, I don't know if I really mean that, though. I remember when I was young, we moved out when I was about maybe 15 or 16, but I remember those early years learning to play guitar and... Uh, yeah, it must have been after I was 16, because I remember on my 16th birthday, uh, Dad got me a beautiful PV amplifier, a guitar amplifier, and I remember... Oh, near Edgar, that's funny. I remember... Oh, here's line four. I'm sorry, I have I no idea why my phone is doing that. The Baptist. There's an African church here. Um, that has a story to it that I don't really know. Dad will tell you. I'll ask him next time. I don't know if it's a good story or a bad story. Yeah, I know this area really well because this is all within biking distance. Uh, anyway, I, I remember setting my guitar amplifier up on the porch and playing as loud as I could turn it up without feeding back. And uh, I remember my buddy, one of my buddies, Murray, could hear me from miles away. That was a fun memory. Yeah, I just felt like a trip down Chub Creek memory lane, and I thought I might enjoy that with me. I know it doesn't mean as much to you, but uh, another thing I thought is I don't have a good, decent picture of the creek, and uh, the, the, one of the reasons is the last time I was here, it was just pretty much overgrown. So, be far now. I might even recognize the... I'm not used to coming from this direction, so it's not as familiar. And that's not it, right? No. I bet you this white mailbox is still there. This is, you know how you have a place in your mind that's special? This isn't really the first place I remember, or the earliest, or the um, longest place I've lived, lived as a child, I don't think. Maybe it is. 
Um, but it, to me, is the most special. I just must have felt the most happy here because, I don't know, I felt like I had my own domain, my own place to go, my own places to explore, and um, this is where Gary and I hung out together for years. There's a forest here, too. Um, oh, there's the barn. Here we are. So crazy to see this. There's a forest here I used to explore, and I, there was no, I don't remember if there's a trail, and I'm amazed I never got lost in the forest here. There's the old farm. There's the mailbox. It's so familiar. I know it right away. Wow. It's so small. Everything's so much smaller than I remember it. There's the old house. See, I'll turn down here so I can. I have a picture in my mind where I can see the creek from. But, uh, oh, looks like Sanford's house is for sale. Their place is still blue siding. Anyway, I'll let's see if I can see the creek. It's just gone. You can't even see it. Uh, yeah, it's it's completely gone. It's dried up and gone. Well, I'm gonna drive in there anyway. Oops, I'm recording already. I'm just standing at the edge of the road where. Uh, I used to climb up and, uh, I guess this is silly, right? It just, I don't know. I have to come and see it. I had to look and see what's up. And yeah, I can't even see the creek. It's completely dried up. But I can see the path that it carved through the fields there. So I just stopped and took some pictures, uh, just to remember it. I don't know how often I'll ever come back here, if ever, you know? I just kind of wanted to see it again. There's a lot of incredible, happy, exciting memories of just growing up and learning about the world and, you know, between the ages of 10 and 16, those are important years, right? Um, and I used to spend hours and hours and hours out here. And it's still beautiful. The barn's overgrown completely with vines. Um, it just, it's really pretty. I took a picture of that too. The old tree's gone, where we used to have a swing. But the house is still there, and someone's living in it. I know they refurbished it and put a bunch of pergo in the flooring and stuff, but the old roof is still tin. And the old silos are completely engulfed now <laughs> with, with uh, vines. And... Uh, I never noticed this before, but the old, the neighbor's place, the old Sanford's uh, place, has a massive lawn. It's got like an acre of lawn. It's like a huge lawn headache. So I can see why they were cranky all the time. Well, it was good. I'm glad I came. I may have a little look around again over by the barn. Huh. I just uh, I went around back where the, uh, what's it beeping at me for? Oh. 
I'm just sitting in the car because I'm about to head out, but I just went out back where the barn, uh, there's a little clear area where the two barns are in the silos, and uh, it was really fun just walking around here and just reliving. It really makes connections in your mind, doesn't it, about things. I, was, I walked over to the silos and I stood right underneath them and that's where I, uh, I used to climb. I, I probably made it about 10 or 12 rungs before it was terrified, but uh, I had it in my head. I could climb all the way up to the top and nobody was watching me. I was completely on my own climbing this huge silo. I took some pictures of that. Anyway, it's nice to be here. Looking at the forest. And that was the, always the beginning of an adventure. And there's a damn plane. Well, I hear something not very good. So after all of this, I have to admit, I've just been having a blast driving uh, all over. Although I think I picked the wrong route because Highway 400 uh, is not the drive I thought it was. I, I don't know why I remembered it being more scenic and interesting, but that's a boring drive. And I am here, and I don't know if there's anything here. Like, okay, there's a whole bunch of cars parked here. Let's see what's here. There's like a marina or something. I think they're all here for boating. I don't see, you know, a visitor. This is a sign here that says 12 Mile Bay. Small craft harbor. So this is just a little harbor or something. I can't even get by here. Let's see. Yeah, this is just a big fat nothing. Can I turn around? A big fat nothing. So, I don't know. And then the other thing is, it's 5.30. I've been driving, this is a three and a half hour drive and I've been taking little detours and I've been really driving for almost six hours already. <laughs> And I'm pretty tired. And, you know, you just get exhausted from driving. And I don't really feel like hiking anymore, but I'm, it's weird because I actually see no, there is no, the road ends. And anyway, there's another trail fail. Which is kind of okay. I just need an excuse. And I, I'm, there's this wonderful, uh, <laughs> I'm actually a little relieved. Isn't that weird? But there is, honestly, no, there is no, I do not understand where this is supposed to go. There's a little tiny lake there and nothing. Um, one fun thing was uh, I took the 400 to this road here, which is, um, let me just go to the map, 12 Mile Bay Road. That's cool. The car tells me what road I'm on. And I guess it's a 12 mile road, but it's windy, windy, windy. And, uh, you know, I'm trying not to go too quick, but it's hard to resist zooming along this windy, curvy road. It's really fun. 
I put the shift, the gear shift has drive and then S for a shithead. So I put it in shithead and did a little bit of daredevil driving along this road. It was really fun. Uh, anyway, so I'm now I'm, I'm driving back. I don't know what else to do. Um, I have a feeling I will not take the scenic route this time. One cool thing is that <laughs> that uh, the light is beautiful, and I'm just hoping that I am somewhere scenic when the sun goes down because I can get some really pretty sunset photos. So what's our time like here? I can't see anything. Let's see. Our time. We've got 30 minutes. So I've only even done half of it. Oh no, we don't have 30 minutes because it's a 45 minute program. Now. Oh, and thanks for your feedback. Um, so I got a little bit of feedback, but hardly any. Um, I think the best way to give feedback is on Facebook. So if you go to facebook.com slash Chub Creek, um, you can put in your two cents worth about show length. I guess it's a boring topic. I think the consensus is, you know, just whatever, Dave. <laughs> it's okay shorter. It's okay longer. It's like, um, oh, and I, I had, uh, I can't remember who commented that uh, they wanted to see more dark speed and more... Uh, or at an Ethel, and let's see if I can find that, who that was. All I can picture is the icon you used. How do I do that? Oh, I gotta go to Facebook. Um, all I can picture is the icon you used. I can't picture what your name was. Let's see here. It was Renee. We got one bar. Thank you, Renee. One service bar. And thank you, Rondi so and I'm Carol. Be able to do it. And Terry. The clouds would probably have to do this. And Sue. Yeah, no service really. Anyway, so um, I know I miss I miss doing dark speed and all those skits, but uh, uh, and Junior. And I know I I know I know I'm not funny much anymore. I know it's not like it used to be a lot goofier. Yeah. Um, not funny. But. I'll do Ed and Ethel while you're I talking. Know, I kind of believe in just the flow of things, yeah. whatever flows what in. What the hell is he talking in. about, Ethel? I'm trying to knit. It's bumpy in this car. Uh, you know, Why? I'm not an entertainer. The leather is nice, not, though. Uh, Why are you always knitting? I don't want to be an entertainer. Ed, I like to knit. Shut but up. I like doing those fun things once in a while. It's a nice Dark back seat, Ethel. Never, Ed, I just said that. I don't know what that, that. means. It was, uh, Why? Be quiet. He's trying to talk. I can't hear you. I did way back. Ethel, are we there ago. yet? Uh, don't be such a uh, child. Making me lose my place. To record uh, a little bit of uh, audio play of themselves as a crew member of, uh, of the Starship Dark Speed. And uh, don't worry about the script. Just say whatever you think is funny or fun or whatever. And uh, it was so much fun uh, adding the comment, or adding the comment, Knitting it all together into an ah, audio play. He said uh, knitting, I thought. Be quiet. Is at the end, it almost sounded deliberate, you know, because I would just sculpt my own. I was too bumpy in the back seat. Hey, don't whine at me. It's making my hemorrhoids act up. Don't talk about that. I said it's making my hemorrhoids act up. I heard you. Stop that. Um, Graham ah, Nobles was, uh, shut was Lieutenant Wollongong. <laughs> uh, Bruce Murray was, um, oh, what was his character's name? Buddy. 
Uh, he probably, I probably played some of it anyway, so you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, it was a lot of fun. Um, and I wish I had that kind of energy. It just takes so much time to do it. So I need a break. I, I don't know if I can just go driving straight home. What? Ethel, he's not going to go home. It, yes, he is. Make him go home. I'm it, tired of being in the car all being day. being such a baby. Here's your crossword puzzle. Nah. What's a word Love for hammering? Don't be vulgar. Okay, I'm out of things to say. I'll talk to you in a minute. That doesn't usually stop him. It's shut up. I'm, uh... It's many hours later. I've been driving for... Almost eight hours. <laughs> eight hours. And I'm perfectly comfortable. I don't feel... Cramped. It's just a really nice, nice experience. Of course, I'm not going to do this every weekend. And I'm pulled over by the side of a massive uh, green bean field. And the sun is about uh, 15 minutes away from setting. And I've just been taking some beautiful pictures of, uh, of the golden light reflecting off the leaves of the, the uh, bean field. And uh, with every passing five minutes, the sun gets more pretty and the horizon starts to turn red. So, uh, too bad there's no memory card, your camera. This is definitely not the uh, dumbass podcast I thought it was going to be today, but that's okay. I had a really good day. Uh, it's going to be a little short today because uh, I know I'm running out of steam, podcasting steam, I can tell. And uh, so, shut up, Trent. So, I'm going to wrap it up. So, as always, I hope you're having a good week, and I hope you have another good week after this week of goodness, and what the hell am I talking about? <laughs> I have wrapping it up stage fright. Do you know that? And now that I've said it, now you're going to feel awkward. You ever watch a speech and someone's just kind of dying, and you just feel completely awkward? Or if they say, I feel, I feel embarrassed, I feel uh, terrified, and then you feel even worse? Anyway, take care of yourself. I love you, and I'll see you next week. How's that? I think it was pretty good. <laughs> see ya.